What is up, everybody? It's week three of the Kai the Insurance Guy podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I am super excited today. I have got um, one of my best friends with me um, and also my, my my personal financial manager and buddy, uh, Xavier Gray. What up, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. You sound so calm and I've got so much energy, man. You I know, love it. It's just the difference between us. Yeah, yeah. that is it. We balance <laughs> each other out. Man, today we are going to be talking about money. Nobody likes talking about money. Nobody likes talking about it. Um, I heard I heard Grant Cardone say something once. I heard him say a lot of things, but I heard him say this, and he said, money is like a jealous person. If you don't watch it, they will walk away. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah. I thought that was good. I feel like if you if you don't have a plan with money, you don't think about money, what to do with your money, it can just disappear. I don't know. I mean, I don't, maybe that's me personally. I think that is so true. When I when I'm not thinking about it, man, when I don't have a plan for it, when I don't know where it's going, it seems to go somewhere. Oh, it always goes somewhere. Yeah. No, uh, it, it's it's funny. We 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 have these conversations with people and and uh and <laughs> we'll ask, you know, do you have a written budget? Yeah. And uh most oftentimes the answer is no. And so then the question is, you know, okay, well, how much are you spending? Yeah. And you think you'd want to go there. But really, the question is, how much are you saving? Yeah. And so then we'll we'll go through the process of determining how much they're saving. And if the answer to that question is nothing, then the answer to how much you're spending is all of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, that's that's so so yeah. No, that's it, man. And that uh, really quick, man. I, I know we kind of jumped right in. Just tell them really quick. Obviously, they know who I am. Just tell them a little bit who you are, what you do, man. A little bit of just your background, and then we'll kind of jump into some stuff. Um, of course, Xavier Gray. I, I've been in the financial world for about seven years spent uh four four and a half of those years with a kind of a financial planning sort of environment gotcha uh two years as a banker as well in between but um you know what i do is i work primarily with tech people as well as sales professionals and business owners to help them develop solid financial plans financial strategies yeah um yeah that's good man you know i think um we, we learn a lot of stuff like in school. And this is not, I always say, I don't ever want to attempt to like knock the school system or anything like that. I know we have similar views on a lot of this stuff. So, you know, Uh-oh. we could go down this road Uh-oh. and I don't <laughs> make this real confrontational quickly. No, I actually don't. I don't knock it. And I was actually telling one of my best friends this the other day. I said, you know, I don't knock the school system because truthfully, it's what was taught. You know, it's this go to college, get this degree. Yeah. Um, you know, they teach us ultimately how to how to technically, I guess, if you wouldn't make money, you know, how to go to school, get a, get a job and et cetera. But I don't ever remember, you know, learning how to really manage money. And, and if there's yep. anything I've learned in the last like four years of my life and really even the last six years of my life, it doesn't matter how much money you do make. It's about how much money you can, you can keep invest, mm-hmm. et cetera, it, it, you know, budgeting and planning and et cetera and money management really has nothing to do with income. It, you know, I, I, I hear people and, you know, obviously we've had countless conversations personally about this, but people are like, well, if I just made, you know, six figures or double what I make now, if I made millions of dollars, it would be, be easy to save money. I'll be good. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you ever watched any professional athletes or, you know, entertainers? Just the dog them. I mean, even even the the successful professionals that come up with some new business venture yeah. and go down this path of, of having a successful business, a yeah. nightclub, you know, I don't know, whatever the business is, yeah. um, it's all the same. 
No, and it, I mean it's it's it doesn't matter how much you make. I've watched dudes make millions. I've watched dudes make six figures. Dudes and you know and women and, and, and or I've seen people. I remember one of the best budgeted people I ever met was someone that was a teacher and they were making like thirty five grand a year, and they had an incredible budget. They were living on like a percentage of what they were making, etc. And it was just it all came down to budget. It really didn't come down to the income number. It was just. I just know where everything's going and kind of to circle back to that first statement is they kept a really good look on everything that they did. Yeah. Nothing was unaccounted for. Nothing was just like, oh, I spent that and I don't know where it went. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that being said, I, I, you know, uh, I think you and I have a similar mindset in that it's that sort of growth mentality. We can always do more. We can always be better. We can always, you know, grow whatever, but, uh, there is like a minimum, um, income you have to make in order to maintain a certain lifestyle and so we'll have sure. those conversations with our clients is you know what's what's the reasonable amount how do we balance you know the fact that we need to live and yeah. enjoy life today but at the same token plan for what's next and where yeah. we're going so like if i guess you know talking with someone like you that is a financial you know advisor someone that is dealt with you know as i personally know hundreds of clients you've done very well what do you think is one of the biggest things that hinders people from wanting to sit down and have those conversations, um, you know, with even a professional like yourself or even begin to consider like a budget, consider what is like preparing for the future financially look like? Well, I think you started to go there a little bit. And, and what we were just talking about, I, I think there's probably two misconceptions uh, the the two that I hear the most is, you know, I don't make enough money to yeah. work with a financial advisor or, you know, the timing's not right. I need to pay off debts. I need to save money, whatever the, the thought process is that they, you know, maybe read or heard about by some other professional or whatever. Uh, and then the second is that, you know, financial advisors are expensive, yeah which is kind of one of the same, but not really. Um, and, and so, you know, what really is at the heart of both of those things is lack of knowledge, yeah. lack of education, uh, not having clear certainty surrounding what it is that we actually do and, and the value that we're able to provide. Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, for, for whoever's out there, you know, the, the thought process isn't, you know, let me go pay off my debts, let me save some money and then let me talk to you. Yeah. That'd be like saying, you know, let me go get in shape and then I'll go get a gym trainer. Yeah. Like, that's the freaking point of a trainer. Yeah, you need them it's, to do the other. It's to help you get there maybe more well efficiently. And then go to the doctor. Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So, so you know, that that is our role is yeah. to talk through, you know, what is the best strategy? How how can we efficiently save money? What debt should we pay off first? Yeah. Um, you know, whatever that looks like. Or, or even for, maybe it's not the person that's at the beginning that's thinking about those things, but maybe it's the person that's maybe closer towards the end that's thinking about how can I expand my business? You know, what are some of the key nuances or pieces I need to focus on or how do I get to that retirement goal yeah um that's that's what we do that's it <laughs> and I, I think I remember the first time we even sat down and I you know and I've, I've noticed this is kind of you know this is really what's cool is is it's not so much like okay well let me see how much money I can get out of this guy you know from you know a lot of different people I think that's a, a misconception you know it's like you think if I if I start making this budget plan or something with a financial advisor they're just trying to see if they can get money out of me to buy this buy that whatever it may be and ultimately I think the first thing we ever did was we like we established a plan we were like well let's see what you got coming in let's see what you got going out let's see what negative activity you have going on what positive activity you have going on and then let's make a plan and see what you can actually allocate towards whatever yeah yeah, I think I think again, and and this goes to, in my opinion, a lot of industries as a whole, 
is is for most people they're probably more coaches than they really are anything yeah and so you know we have that in common the whole sports background um when i when i talk to people i definitely consider myself to be a financial coach yeah where we're, what we're really doing is we're teaching and training and forming new behaviors yeah because most of the struggles that that you know have to do with finances are because behaviors are bad exactly so how do we coach those behaviors and start creating new behaviors better yeah. better habits and and then eventually get to the goals that we want yeah so uh i do this and this is interesting you know me personally but this I, i've been doing this um allowance thing recently that's fun um yeah it's fun i'm 13 the, the again envelope one? Uh, no i don't do that one that okay. one's interesting All right, good. we won't talk about that one um <laughs> nothing wrong with that but i i think we were talking about saving you know uh -huh. me and you've been talking about you and i've been talking about saving for well over a year now mm -hmm. and you know we always talk about that but i think one of the big things that i have found to help out people to save has been more of a percentage thing mm -hmm. kind of what, what are your thoughts when it comes to saving, when it comes to, you know, because most people like we just to kind of circle back to that is they think I don't make enough to save. And it's just that it's the way they look. I, I've looked at monthly statements and I've spent more money eating out than I've done <laughs> on my 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 house. And it's it's not so much that I don't have to save. It's just that you don't have that. You're not allocating the money in the right places. So Wingstop currently has one of my mortgages. Yeah. But, you know, then you place. say that you don't. Yeah. You they know, have really good. Fries. They do. They have really good wings. If you do the lemon pepper and the garlic Parmesan and you mix them with the fries, with the fries yeah, yeah. and then right, a yeah. large Coke. But that's besides the point Perfect. of of everything we're talking about. Yeah. Um, that'll cost you. It's sixteen dollars and 17 cents. But um, wow. that's that, just guys? I'm just telling you it's all about allocation, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but like when it comes to saving, do you think that's something that's valuable for most people is to say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to save a percentage or I'm going to live off of, of a percentage instead of a number base, because I think that helps. Like as my income has increased, I've just continued to save the same percentage. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so we talked a little about that a little bit earlier. Um, I, I do think that that idea, so, so. Uh, compliance. Here you go. I'm putting this out here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying uh, this is for everybody. Yeah. But no, what I good. could say is that uh, on average, some of the best clients we work with, some of the more successful people that get. Excuse me. No, it's cool, man. Just get, take it all. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> they get they get to those financial goals. About 25 to 35 percent of gross income. Yeah. Tends to be what they've saved. Yeah. So if we're thinking about that, you know, regardless of whether we make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars, those yeah. percentages are the same. There's just more zeros. That's it. exactly. I think one of the big things that happens is especially like a lot of our, our listening audiences, entrepreneurs, people in the, the hunt, you know, and ambitious individuals, et cetera, or whoever may be listening. But as your life, as your as your income changes, one thing I've learned personally is that typically what happens is your lifestyle changes. And I was joking with some of my friends the other day because we were looking at, you know, I, I like what I used to be able to survive on five years ago <laughs> today. <laughs> I like I don't even want to like I couldn't even it wouldn't even it doesn't even make sense but it shows you that really it's like relative because what happened is your lifestyle has completely changed and these are things that just a disclaimer with this podcast we're, we're like we talk about ourselves we're working through it we're learning on this podcast as well yeah and that's absolutely. things that I've learned man and like you've seen personally is like you know I went one lifestyle to now a completely different lifestyle and I'm like well maybe I shouldn't have increased my lifestyle that quick but should have saved more of that or you know i don't know i mean what are your like what are your thoughts there as it 
around that that particular concept of lifestyles increasing. We were just having this conversation about NBA players. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. It's warm. Yeah. It's warm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. So so there's there's a couple different thoughts there. You know, first off, everybody is has a different upbringing. Yeah. Everybody has a different background. Very conservative, frugal lifestyle. Yeah. For others, it's it's on the opposite extreme, and it. it, it there's no demographic that does it more than another. I've, I've seen all the above. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of the first thing is you have to be clear. And this is non-financial related, but yeah. this is exactly the kind of conversations we have. What, what, are, what, are your, what are your values? Yeah. Be clear on what you actually want. Be clear on what you intend on your life looking like. And yeah. so, again, that goes back to the whole behavior coaching. I love that. Um, I just kind of interject something. Yeah. I, I said this um, to some of my friends recently. I said make a list of actually all the things you truthfully want yep. when you don't have anything. Absolutely. And I think that's such a valuable thing because often what happens is what you really want right now that when you maybe don't have like that lifestyle or income is normally the true you. It's like, this is really what would make me genuinely happy. Yep. And then you start making X amount of dollars or your business blows up and everything. And now you really, really, really wanted just a decent, nice truck. And then I, next time I see you, you know, you're like in a brand new Range Rover after like two years and it's like well what happened well i mean this is now what i want it's like did your wants really change or is even like just a circle of influence and things that you're around change you know what i mean well and and so i i think it also could happen the other way too because yeah. what i'll what i'll speak of and so here's a personal thing i know that the months when i've had a good month and i've done really well i don't really care about a lot of stuff that's of me, me personally i don't really care about wanting all those things yeah on those months I'm just happy that I had a great month. I'm yeah. happy that I was able to connect with the people I did and help them the way that I did. And, and, and I'm not really thinking about a car or thinking about whatever. So, you know, I don't know how, how others are. I feel like they're, you can go the two extremes, exactly. but, but regardless, getting back to, to the, 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 the premise, um, I think it's all value generated. Yeah. You know, what, what do that. you really want? What, what, makes you happy for some it may be their kids or their grandkids for others it may be the business pursuits for others it may be you know certain type of fitness or yeah. you know whatever and then let's let's build around that so yeah. if, if this is this is what you want uh this is how much is coming in yeah let's find out what i call the bam the bare ass minimum what is the minimum uh, expenses that you have every single month. There's no cussing allowed on this show. Oh, excuse me. No, I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> let, let's find out what those minimum expenses are. Yeah. And then whatever's left over, let's develop a strategy on what we intend on doing. Yeah. And and at first, again, going to behaviors, um, we're going to start small. Yeah. We're going to we're going to start with something that what we like to say is feasible uh, uh, sorry, meaningful and sustainable. Okay. It, it's making an impact. Can you say it's that again? Meaningful and sustainable. It's okay. making an impact. It's getting us closer to our goals, yeah. but it's not something that next month when we got to do it, we're going to be stressing and, and thinking, oh my goodness, what am I missing out on? Yeah. We don't need any FOMO. That's good. So, so taking tangible strides and, you know, however you choose to chop it up. Some of my clients chop it up quarterly. Yeah. Other clients chop it up semi-annually. Yeah. But regardless at those, at those benchmarks, let's have a touch point. Okay. And if we can increase from, you know, I don't know, 200 to 500, then let's do it. Yeah. But again, let's sustain something. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I also started doing something where I think my chase people probably think I'm a little weird because I have like 10 accounts open. But it's it's odd. But 
each account is for something different. There's value. So, for instance, um, like I leave, I leave tomorrow for New York, which you know, you know, and um, I, I didn't book it off the whim. I literally for the last for months and months and months, every single time I got paid, I'd put like twenty five or fifty bucks into this travel account. Yep. And then so what happened is when every year I take my mom to New York for Christmas and, you know, it was like, OK, time to book the flights, time to book the hotel. I had the money in the travel account where I wasn't going into my savings account or my emergency fund or whatever to do that. Like, I, I think that was something that was extremely valuable to do was because I think what I've learned personally, man, is when you're not thinking about it you spend way more like i would have spent that money at chipotle i would have spent that money at whatever and then i would have just pulled it out of my savings and justified it and like well i gotta go on vacation instead of saying right off the top just like if you tithe or something else like hey 10 percent goes to you know whoever is listening you know, if it's like 10 percent goes to the church or whatever it may be or taxes or like treat it just like that mm-hmm. i feel like when you pay those things first it tends to you it all tends to work out where if you try to do it on the back end it's never there, you know, where you're like, now I got to put money in my travel account. Well, you've already eaten out 17 times this week. <laughs> so you can't. You, yeah, you like everything that. Not you, without not paying a bill. There you go. <laughs> or pulling out of the account that you're trying to really grow long term. Absolutely. So when I started doing that, it was crazy, man, because I was doing like 25, 50 bucks every time I got paid. And then when I went to book the flights, I still got money in that account for when we leave to just spend there. And I don't feel guilty because now while I'm there, I know I'm spending money out of an account that's meant for that. It's designated. It's yeah. not like this is my light bill money or this is that money. It's just it's there. And that speaks to intentionality. What I was going to say, though, is, yeah. you know, the two oldest phrases we've heard in the book when it comes to finances is, is save for a rainy day yeah. and pay yourself first. For sure. So, I mean, that that's those principles in, in, in action. Um, but, yeah, speaking to the whole different accounts thing. Uh, Again, clause. This is not for everybody. Uh, my man's my man's staying out of jail, y'all. Yeah, you it's know, cool. uh, I'm not in any way making a recommendation for anybody to do this financially, <laughs> unless you have a conversation with me and I tell you to do that specifically. Boom. But uh, I see a lot of value in having different accounts. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that was one of the first things that you and I did was was like you said, yeah. begin with. There's there's an account that dollars go into every single month. Yeah. And what are the other things that we need to accomplish, whether it's personal or business? How can we then allocate dollars to each of those things? Yeah. And percentages again, not dollars, percentages. Exactly. Yeah. And and I and I, I even now I'm switching it more to a percentage based thing. But, you know, for the travel account, I was just doing dollars and it was kind of whatever I could do that check. You know, it was twenty five, fifty, twenty five, fifty, sometimes even more, you know, just depending on what it was. But it felt really, really good to know that that was all intentionally there. And then even giving yourself a spending budget, if you know, like, yep. I'm not this guy and I don't want to down, I don't want to shoot any type of shade or, you know, cast any shade at this individual. But, you know, there's a lot of people who have the mentality of, you know, I don't, I live a, a massively frugal life. I don't enjoy or whatever. It's just pay bills and save for retirement. I think that once again, like my like like Xavier said, et cetera, I'm not a financial manager. He's not going to give you any advice unless you have a conversation with him. I am personally, these are my personal views. I think that you only get one of these things here on earth. You got to make sure that you enjoy it and you work a lot to make sure that you can enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to, but you just have to be intentional. And I think that's where most people land up in a financial 
I don't know what the exact word would be, but just kind of a financial mess, if you would, is because nothing's ever intentional. Everything is always sporadic. So then you're, you know, you're pulling away from the the places that know you need to keep money there or you need to pay your bills, like going out and spending money at, you know, on a Friday night and doing something wild and you didn't allocate for it is then where it's like, yeah, that wasn't a good decision. (laughs) But if you say every week, I'm going to give myself a hundred bucks to just do whatever I want to do. Do it and don't feel bad. Don't do it and don't feel bad. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. I, I, I see so many people that, you know, they're like, you know, well, I, I only, you know, every quarter I spend $30 on myself. And I'm like, man. Good like, for you. Yeah, that's, it's a long life. Yeah. And you want to create memories. That's a really nice t-shirt at Marshall's. That, honestly, too, at Ross. But, um, that's just, you know, that is just what it is. <laughs> but, um. Forgive us, please. Man, it, what what's like, primarily first if someone comes in sits down with you once again you're not giving them any financial advice on this show but a a good starting place just so people can get their thoughts aligned like is it like a budget is it let's see what's coming in going out is that kind of a good so you know using an analogy i like to refer to this as financial planning 101 you know every organization in the financial world, every advisor has their own beliefs, but there are some common ones that you see pretty often. And so I'll use the analogy of like a house. Yeah. And so everybody listening, imagine the perfect house. It could be the one you're already living in, or it might be some dream one, but imagine the perfect house. You know, it might be one story or two stories, you know, maybe there's a man cave, maybe there's a pool in the back, whatever. Imagine that house. Now imagine that house being built directly on the soil. Mm Mm-hmm. We understand that there's a reason why houses are built on a foundation. Yeah. It's because when there's bad weather, whatever, you want that house to stand because the main function of a house is to have a roof over your head. It's 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 stability. It's 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 shelter. Yeah. So when you think about and you apply that same concept to finances, I think there's three principles that are valuable. Number one is do we have an emergency savings? Yeah. You know, number two, what is our plan to manage our debts? Yeah. And when we think about managing debts, it's are we paying more dollars in interest than what we're earning on our money? Or is the amount of debt that we have impacting our credit score, which is our leverage or our buying power? It's good. And then the third concept is what do we do to protect our income? Yeah. So this is right along your lines. You know, We never know what could go on in this world. There's a lot that's inevitable that's beyond our control. Yep. You could be driving home tomorrow and get in a car accident and you talk about all the time, have a bunch of additional costs, expenses, so on and so forth. So those are really the three things that we look at is, do we have these three things cemented? Do we have that foundation going? Once we have that foundation, then we can feel 100% confident about building from there because we're financially bulletproof. Yeah. You know, one thing, and that was good, man. I I love that. Um, One thing I've been learning a lot about, if you would, there's a book called The Latte Factor. I'm not sure exactly who it's by. Forgive me. Go check it out. It's Google a super it. easy name, The Latte Factor. It's Google an orange, pink book. Google does know everything. Do you know why cornflakes were made? Oh, God. Never mind. It's No, it's good. It's 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 clean. It's just, it's interesting. Um, so, but there's a book called The Latte Factor. Do you know the answer to that, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, there's a book called The Latte Factor. And this book is, it's pretty cool. So, it talks about where if you're like a college-aged individual right now and you start saving like four dollars and 25 cents a day you're a guaranteed millionaire by 65 pretty simple yeah and i mean you you've used different analogies with me and etc but i just sit there and i think about it because i've had two cups of starbucks today and you know it's like it but 
right? Yeah. So most people, I, I've made most, like I spent a good amount of my career dealing with seniors and individuals that are a little bit older in the Medicare space and et cetera. And I've watched, one of the things that comes along with that is I've watched a lot of how their lifestyles are at an older age and 80% of them, it's not good. I have the percentage of clients who did all the planning, have all the retirement and it's, it's good. Yep. But most of them, you know, I walk into these houses and it's not to scare anybody straight or anything, but I'm like, wow, this is how you're living. And they're living off of pure social security. I mean, down maybe to the place, pension. maybe a small pension if they had a decent job, yeah. cutting pills in half to last for the week. Like, you know, catching the bus at 70, it, just different things where I'm like, it breaks my heart because I'm like, wow, like you're the people that you raised us 65, 70, 75, 80. But the ultimate thing is there was no financial planning. And then you learn that at a young age, if I was to start saving today, five bucks a day, I'd be a guaranteed millionaire by 65. Now, I hope many of you listening do it way before 65 because I know ambition, et cetera, you have goals, but that's just talking bare minimum. That's talking about you got five bucks a day to put into some sort of account that's compounded interest, et cetera, that you're guaranteed to be a millionaire. When you break it down to that simple, because I think the, the biggest thing is most people feel like, well, how can I start like investing and I don't have- That's the hottest word right now. Investing. Impeachment and investing. Yeah, those are two big <laughs> words. Let's stay off one. Let's stay off one. It's a lot going on with the eyes in the country right uh, oh now. Oh my goodness. No, but it's a, it's a <clears throat> hot word. But more and more people, I think, are learning about it. But not only just learning about it, I think the big thing is you got to do it right because you got to make sure you, everybody wants to get rich quick. Yeah. But you look, you look at the titans in our industry, Warren Buffett, and they were like, why don't more people listen to you? And Warren Buffett's response was nobody wants to get rich slow. <laughs> and that's, that's like. I mean, it's funny that you use Warren Buffett, too. We use a lot of his analogies. So so I'm going to go kind of where you just went, but I'm going to take it a, a a level this is deeper. your field. A little, yeah, little, deeper. little deeper. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I use the saying "begin with the end in mind" a lot. Yeah. And so say that again. Begin with the end in mind. I like so that. So with that being said, tweeting that. Uh, there are individuals that come and we'll have a conversation, and we'll begin talking about goals, dreams, what their desire is to accomplish in yeah. life, and you know, there's all these motivational speakers and people on Instagram that do that. I'm not, that's not my job, but I want you to know that stuff because you know, where you spend your money is likely what you value the most. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, I have the the luxury and the ability and the freedom to be able to help people with that. Yeah. But going there, begin with the end in mind. If at some point in time you have a dream of not working as much as you are or at all and having assets provide for your lifestyle. Yeah. If at some point, let's take it a step further, you have a dream of not just being selfish, but, but desiring to leave some sort of legacy yeah. for either your own offspring, your own heirs or something else that you value or really care about. Why don't we start there? It's good. So work backwards. So again, you know, we talk about, kind of going back to the whole educational thing. Yeah, you're taught this is how you make money. You yeah. go out, you get a job or you go do real estate or whatever it is. This is how you make money, but we're there's not enough emphasis on what do we really value? What are we trying to execute on? Where are we trying to finish when we leave yeah. this earth? So let's think about those things and the sooner that we think about them, not only the more prepared will we be uh by actually having 
the assets in place to be able to achieve those things, but also the more efficient we'll be. Yeah. There's a lot of considerations when it comes to finances and wealth and money. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to get into all of those. We can have those conversations one-on-one, <laughs> but there's a lot of different uh, impacts that, that we have on our money. So how do we plan for, for yeah. them? And we're not going to know everything, but we can have a plan. No. And that's, you hit it on the head, man. And that's huge. It's like thinking, where do you want to be? And I think that one thing I've learned, and this is not just money, this is anything. You got to, if you got to think about where you want to be and that ultimately always dictates your steps in the present, right? Yeah. Like if you think future constantly, it changes the way you walk now. Like if you want to have a six pack, you're probably going to start eating better now. We both. It's think, not my goal. Yeah, it's not, not mine either. <laughs> I, I've come to the, listen. My fiance round, yells at me all the time though. Round is a shape. Like at the end of the day, I'm in shape. I don't care what nobody says. But at the, you know, but honestly, man, it's like, if you think ahead, you start thinking and making those changes because you're like, yeah, I have to do this if I'm going to hit that. Yep. But then it's just the simplicity of it. I think money has this complexity that surrounds it that people think is, you know, they're like, oh man this money thing is so confusing and we've accepted like just living on social security as the norm you don't even have to be ambitious you don't i mean when you talk about five bucks a day we're not even talking about someone that has to be like a, a big time hustler business owner like five bucks a day we're talking about two packs of skittles at you know at the vending machine during your lunch break like that's as simple as it comes down to to guarantee by the time you're 65 you're a millionaire yeah pretty much that's a big well, and, and so to speak to that, so here, here again, there's so many connectors, yeah. uh, you know, so all the sales professionals, they know the whole grind of breaking down your goals into daily activities yeah. and some others maybe have those skills, but I'd say, you know, mostly in that sales world that's preached, it's, it's the same for every single thing. Like you just said, we make things seem so complex because we don't actually break them down into what it takes to get there, either because we don't know yeah. or because we don't spend the time. Yeah. So if you actually break down something that simple, $5 is easy to save, but people will look at it and they'll say 150 bucks a month, $1,600 a year, and they'll think like that. Boom. And, and then now they're stunned and they're like, that's a lot. That's another bill. That's a bill. Yeah. Yeah. But but five bucks. I mean, like you said, I I probably between Credo, Foxtail, and deeply, uh, deeply, and, and world of beer down here. Yeah, all right? of them. I mean, I, easily five bucks a day on a cup of coffee. Like easily, easily. And then not to mention all the other little things. Um, so if you imagine it like that, like yeah. you said, breaking it down in those chunks, it it makes any goal a reality. And I think having a place for it to go, like it just being in your bank account, I think getting it, one thing I, I enjoy, and this is not to plug Xavier, but just having even like a money market account or any of those types of things is it locks your money up so you can't get it out as simple. How many people, and I know I'm not physically talking to people who can respond at the moment, but <laughs> we have this magical button. I don't know about you, but I have it on my Chase app and it's called Transfer. I used it it's, like it's, three times yesterday. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so when you hit it, money instantly goes from your savings Instant. account to your checking account. Instant. And now you have it. And the goal, like I feel like if you really are trying to be intentional, you have to put it in somewhere that you can lock it up so that it's not as easy to get it. And the biggest thing I've learned when it comes to money is it's impulse, man. If you were to sleep on just about anything, you probably won't do it. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff you do genuinely want, and that's fine. Go get it. But I'm yeah. talking about there's so many things that comes down Should to Should I impulse. go get these Skittles? You're like, 
I don't even need the Skittles. You need a salad. And that's and and I mean, I'm talking about me. Like, and that's what that's what it comes down to is like like this is the this is a true story. I'm in front of Xbox. I'm in for, I'm in front of Best Buy. Uh, on you were texting me. I told you I was going to meet someone for dinner the other night, and I'm out front of Best Buy, and I'm sitting in Best Buy. And I keep seeing these people walk in and out, walk in and out, walk in and out. I walk inside the Best Buy to kill some time, and I walk out with an Xbox. <laughs> I thought you got the PS4. I got the. Let's not talk about it. Oh <laughs> man. So so, but that's what it comes down to is there's this level of impulse that says I got it, spend it, just go do it. That's talking about that five dollar a day thing that would have taken up the next month and a half almost of the five dollar a day from what i spent on the xbox and 2k20 right like i would have had and come over you gotta play 2k20 but it's you know it's it's just as simple as that is it's just looking at the little things that we do impulsively now if that money was locked up and i had to wait three days to get you know to go access it and then you call me and are like hey you know, I'm about to cut you this money market check, Kai. Uh, you know, are you like now I've slept on it. Three days have gone by. The caffeine high has worn off. I am Uh-oh. back to normal. Uh-oh. And now I'm like, I don't even want an Xbox. Most I don't even want drug in the world. Caffeine, caffeine. And, and yes, caffeine, money, a couple other things. And that's yeah, really what yeah. it comes down to. But impulse. So what I challenge people and I'm not a financial manager. My, you know, my buddy here obviously is. But. I'll give you advice because he can't legally. I'll just say it. If you want if you want to save your money and you don't want to access it as much, put it in a place that's harder for you to get. And what I mean by that, I don't mean a piggy bank where you can crack it open. I mean, that might even be easier. But that transfer button is deadly because at the end of the day, you have to think of your savings account as it non-existing if you really want to grow it. There was an old coworker I have. I'm giving her a shout out. She's probably never going to listen to this podcast, but I think I'm going to send it to her. Please just, do just, it. Just yeah, for please it. send it. Her name was Diane Birdwell, and she used to always tell all of the, the bank customers that walked in, you can't save in a checking account, dear. You can't save in a checking account. <laughs> and it was, it was just her yeah. constant reminder to everybody that you should open a savings. You should open a savings. Just five bucks a month, like, yeah. like something simple. And, and it was annoying, but it's it's funny. Like I can remember it. Yeah. Um, no, and it's 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 a massive <laughs> fact, man. And I, I can't tell you the amount of times that you know I w- I'll be on vacation and you're just like, well, transfer transfer a thousand bucks because I'll just spend it and you know I'll I'll put it back later or whatever. You know, come on. One, you're never putting it back. Two, you're never putting it back. And three, you're probably never putting it back. Yeah. So it's yeah. the the truth is, man. I feel like if you if you're listening to this, it's get with someone like an Xavier, get with you know some sort of financial manager and and ha- begin to have that conversation. Like, and this is the last thing I think I want to touch on is the fear of like exposure. Like someone's gonna know. Your finances. I remember when I when I sat down with X and you know his government name's Xavier, and you know I and you start looking at all your accounts and you're looking at your spending and you're thinking like, wow, what are they about to think of me? But at the end of the day, I think you would be massively surprised to figure out how many people have zero plans. Don't matter. It does not matter the income amount. It's just they don't have a plan. We're all people. We all do the same things. We all make the same mistakes. No person is better than another. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's zero to be ashamed of. I mean, it's it's all a process, and we all have a different way of getting to wherever we're going to go. And yeah. We all have different, again, value systems, different support systems, different focuses in life. So regardless of what that is, yeah, I mean, we can we can work towards it. And then, you know, what I will say, too, just as a, you know, whatever is is financial advisors are very similar, like lawyers, doctors, yeah. similar rules of protection. So, 
your information's not going anywhere. I mean, it's not. Yeah. yeah so, so it, it's not like I'm going to tell the world, hey, you know, this, <laughs> this person, at, yeah, yeah, Target, yeah, that. Um, Why are you in here buying bread? No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. So, yeah. so I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely more about. I think our people are they. We we all know what we do wrong. Yeah, like it, it. It's not one of those things that people really have to tell us what we're doing wrong. We all know where our weaknesses are. We all know where all that stuff is. But how do we take those areas where we're maybe not as as intentional or weaker or whatever, and how do we build upon them? How yeah. how can they become our strengths? No, and I think that's that's huge, man. I just wanted to end with that because I think I was the same way, and I was like, wow, like I looked at you know one number, and then I'm like, I only saved that of that. Are you kidding me? And then it's like. You'd be surprised, man. And it's just the biggest thing I can encourage anybody. This is with fitness, life, money, whatever, religion, whatever. Just start. Just keep starting. Even if you even if you mess up, go again. Hey, you know what? I didn't save my five today. Tomorrow I'm going to save it. Don't let the one time you didn't do it cause you to not get back up and keep working towards that goal. Absolutely. You know, and I live by a saying and it's kind of how we're in. But I always say slow motion is better than no motion. And it is better to go slow than to do nothing. It is better for you to do five. Tortoise in the hair. All day. And it's better. <laughs> like I hear people like all I can afford to do is 20 bucks a month. Let me listen, girl. After, you know, in the next X amount of years, you'll have something. You'll have something Absolutely. saved compared Absolutely. to the guy who said nothing. And we meet them all the time. You meet 40, 50, 6 year olds that are like, I don't have not a dime. It's a shame. And that's where it's it's painful. So, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Just do it. Like mm -hmm. Nike on them tonight. Like, uh -oh. Uh -oh. was that corny? Sorry, Adidas. Was that corny? Okay. <laughs> you know, Reebok is really starting to come up with some uh, good looking Apparently stuff. Puma is too. Puma's rocking, it's man. It's weird. Puma's it's rocking. Weird. Puma. Our this, producer this, is actually wearing guy. Puma. Looks like a flat out producer, man. We love it. Man. But um, man. X, man, thank you so much. I think Absolutely. this was really Thanks good. Thanks for having me. Nah, you're the best, man. Um, thank you for tuning in to another week of the Kai, the insurance guy podcast. Like I told you, I personally do insurance. Xavier is a financial manager, you know, financial advisor, but we're going to be just bringing value. Our goal is to just educate and empower so that when it comes to financial instruments, products, insurances, just what's available, we want you to feel empowered, know what's out there and be able to make good choices. So we're always going to be bringing you contact like uh, content like this. Um, if you ever want to even reach out to Xavier personally, you can message us on our podcast information and, you know, we'll connect you. Um, to him but once again thank you for tuning in to week three week four is going to be crazy we wish everybody a merry christmas though from us and our team here from me kevin and xavier today tune in next week and once again thanks for tuning in to kai the insurance guy show you have an amazing week see you guys oh, oh, oh.